yesterday was the 24th, so we're going to finish the um, rest of Zechariah, the prophecy book of Zechariah, because we walk according to a... Um, A cycle, yearly cycle, prophetic cycle that the Lord has given us specific dates out of the book of Haggai and Zechariah. We're going to read from, so we finished reading last week, we did uh, chapter 3. So at the end of chapter 3, he's prophesying the coming of the branch. Okay, it seems, it would seem that the angel then, uh, for some reason, at this point, uh, interrupted the vision and went away. Now he comes back, and uh, I think Zechariah was so exhausted after the first half of the vision that the angel has to wake him up. I think most of us would have been quite exhausted as well. So it says, Now the angel who talked with me came back and waked me up, awakened me, as a man who is wakened out of his sleep. And he said to me, What do you see? So I said, I am looking, and there is a lampstand of solid gold with a bowl on top of it, and on the stand seven lamps, with seven pipes to the seven lamps. Two olive trees are by it, one at the right of the bowl and the other at its left. So I answered and spoke to the angel who talked with me, saying, What are these, my Lord? Okay, so he is seeing a golden lampstand, two olive trees, one on the left, one on the right. There's two branches that are depositing oil into the reciprocal of the lampstand. Now, obviously the lampstand will be burning. Am I correct? Now, he says, what are these? Then the angel who talked with me answered and said to, you, to me, do you not know what these are? And I said, no, my lord. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Would any of you have gone like, Excuse me, sir, can you please answer my question? Does it look like he just answered the question? Can you identify the answer to the question? So there's a lampstand, two olive trees, oil dripping into the lampstand, and he goes, what's this? And the angel says, this is my word to my servant Zerubbabel. Well, first he goes, oh, you don't know what they are, and he goes, no, and he goes, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. <laughs> so did he answer the question or not? Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. So we know that Zerubbabel is the leader of the, the what was it, 42,000 odd Israelites that returned out of captivity in Babylon to 
in the days of Darius where they would go and um, restore and rebuild the temple. Uh, he goes there together with Yahushua, Joshua, the high priest. Okay. The one in the vision. So Zerubbabel in its Babylonian sense means um, seed of Babel or seed of Babylon. One born in Babylon. Strange that he's the main character to rebuild the temple. The one born in Babylon. The one born in Babylon. This is my word to my servant, uh, Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone <coughs> with shouts of grace, grace to it. So is grace a feature of this era and time? <coughs> it's the eternal gospel grace. So the angel answers him by referring to the gospel. Now let's go back to the lampstand. The lampstand was uh, representing the anointing and the work of the Holy Spirit, the light of the gospel, in the tabernacle and in the temple. When they uh, sacked the temple, and they took all the lampstand and everything else away. Now, he's referring him, showing him the lampstand. What happens on the day of Pentecost? The body of Messiah becomes the lampstand, the flames of fire lit above their heads, and now we've got to figure out what is the two olive trees. So the answer is the gospel. The capstone is that middle stone that's going to be put on the, in the entrance of the uh, temple, keeps the whole structure together. Um, we know that Messiah is the capstone, so he's actually speaking to him about the Messiah coming as the capstone of the building that's going to be built, that is his temple, the body. Um, the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and uh, with shouts of grace, grace to it. Okay, so it's just a quick summed up version of the prophecy of the gospel. Okay. It follows, if you look carefully, it follows the bit of the coming branch. So it starts to make sense. <coughs> but now we're still st uh, looking at the question, what is the two olive trees? So again, back to the crowd that wants to rebuild the temple and go back to Jerusalem. They say that the, the, the Lord says he's going to keep his people safe, and the only place that they're going to be safe is this uh, one place that they found in the Bible uh, near Jerusalem in a valley, and that God is, God is preparing a place for them there. <coughs> the same crowd says that the two uh, olive trees are the two tribes, uh, Israel, uh, the two kingdoms, Israel and Judah, and they say that is it. And they maintain that anybody that's going to be saved as the elect actually uh, has uh, the Hebrew blood in them. And they've been dispersed into the nations. And uh, according to all the prophecies in the Old Testament, God is going to bring back all the dispersion 
and bring back the ten tribes and so they say the two lampstands of the two olive trees is the two tribes. I have spent quite a bit of time with uh, Rauch, what is his name? Um, what was that guy's name? No, the American guy that wrote the that wrote the book on Hebrew roots. Um, yeah, he's got the two sticks and the two lampstands. Anyways, so they think that's it. So he says, what are these things? He says, this is the word. <laughs> so what? <laughs> then later on, which is the two witnesses standing... Uh, at the throne. Can you read it for us? Uh, from verse 11 it says, Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left? And I further answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my lord. So he said, these are the two anointed ones who stand before the Lord of the whole earth. Okay. Two witnesses, two anointed ones. <clears throat> the menorah, the lampstand, represents the church, anointed and filled by the Holy Spirit. The oil and the burning uh, uh, refers to the Pentecostal anointing of the church so that the church can become the lamp, lampstand and the, the burning fire, the flame. Now there's something that's depositing the oil that keeps the lampstand burning. So we've got the lampstand representing the Holy Spirit and yet something has to feed into it otherwise the flame goes out. No oil, no more flames, right? If we are the body, the church, and the Holy Spirit is the flame, that the, the, the actual uh, anointing that keeps us uh, burning. What is, is the Holy Spirit then on its own not enough? What will the Holy Spirit use to keep the church aflame, to keep the flame burning? The Word. The Old Testament, New Testament. What is the two witnesses then that stands at the throne? Will the Holy Spirit in, at any time, a moment in all of eternity, minister anything that's not the Word of God? Never. And the Son of God is the Word of God. So actually, if you have Yahweh, and you have the Holy Spirit and the Son, they both witness to His will. That's all they do. So there's no aspect of the Son of God that is not 100% the will and the Word of God, the expression of God. That's who the Son is. He doesn't have anything extra. He doesn't have anything less. And the Holy Spirit? So, where does the Old and the New Testament come from? It's the witness of the Holy Spirit and the Word. And it's the witness of Yahweh as Creator God 
as the one that finishes all the work, as the one that created us and us part of him. So it forms a very tight circle. Okay. So <laughs> no wonder he's asking him, don't you know? <laughs> he's probably going, how am I going to explain this? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so if we understand now, this is my this this is what I see here. So others might say I'm wrong. There's many theories about the two olive trees and the two witnesses. Some say it is Moses and uh, Elijah. They just representative of the same thing, mm -hmm. the word in the Holy Spirit. That's what they represented the of. Um, so the two. Some say it's the old. Testament people and the New Testament church, same thing. Couldn't they, there's probably also the idea of the Old Covenant, New Covenant. Same thing, it's basically the Word <coughs> of God. If you think people of God is, it's confined and defined by the Word of God, mm -hmm. the actions of God, the will of God. So, if this is true, let's quickly look at the application. That the flame that is the working of the Holy Spirit, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Mm. If this is the word to Zerubbabel that's going to build the temple. Remember, this prophecy in Zechariah starts out with the Lord saying, is it right for you to dwell in your paneled houses and my house is laying in ruins? Mm. Has the time not come for you to build my house? This is why we read this prophecy every year. Because this is the prophecy to us. That was a foreshadowing. Mm. That was the, the God with, on a grand scale, 42,500 people returning to a 25 uh, square kilometer area to go build and reestablish the promised land and build the temple of God again for the return of the Israelites. They, 25 square kilometers. Okay, does it sound like remnant? <laughs> this whole picture, this whole return, the building of the temple, that was all done mm. as a foreshadowing of us, the work that we're doing. Our mandate, that's why we read it. We, re we read it as a remembrance, as a memorial. We read His command to His true uh, fulfilled covenant church rebuild my house now how does this pertain to it it's a very important piece of the puzzle he says not by might not by power but by my spirit and then he says there's two olive trees that's going to provide the oil that will keep this flame burning if the candlestick is the church and that everything will be done by the Holy Spirit in the church, spiritual church. The oil that's going to keep that flame, feed that flame, keep it burning, is the Word of God. That's why we place such emphasis on the Word of God. You start seeing the work of the Holy Spirit, or they, they go after power acts, works of power, signs and wonders, without the Word feeding the oil. What's going to happen? And that's often what happens. 
the focus so much on getting the anointing going and seeing the power of God without the Word, mm. that's no longer the lampstand. It's no longer the right fire. It's profane fire. Because if it's not fed by the Word, it will not be the Holy Spirit. And it has to be two olive trees feeding into it. You can't just have one. Either one of them. There has to be two. Yes? Is it, because I'm remembering from the past when we've done this before, could the two olive trees also be reference to the culmination kind of of the body, with the one being Shem and the other Yafeth? Exactly. Shem and Yafeth becomes the the entire body. Mm. The, f the yeah. fullness. Uh, was that what you were going to ask? Yes. So like all these things, it's prophetic <coughs> unfolding. <coughs> so the two witnesses will be the two bloodlines restored. And that's why we have the two stories about those two witnesses. Old Testament, New Testament. Because mm, remember, the Shem becomes the Old Testament. Your faith becomes the New Testament. And so they insist that it's Judah and Israel. They just have to take it a little bit further. Then you do have the two olive trees. Because the reason we know that it also has to do with the bloodline, because the olive tree, tree has to spring from the root. Mm. And that's the root of Jesse, which is Messiah. So he's the root. Then the olive tree is cut down and other branches crafted in. Mm. And so that's how we know it has to be because the crafted in is Gentiles and we know that it can only be your faith, not Ham. Mm. And that brings us back to the two olive trees. Mm. So um, we better read the rest of it. Yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> because we've done... Do you want to read the rest of this prophecy? Maybe just so Zerubbabel, the seed that was seed of Babylon, the one that was born in Babylon becomes also Zerubbabel, the one that must undo ba uh, uh, Baal worship. But isn't that kind of us? Exactly. It's a prophetic foreshadowing. Because we are born in Babylon. We are the ones born in Babylon. Beautiful. We are the ones born... So Zerubbabel never becomes king. He, he's, he's, uh, interestingly enough, he's from the lineage of da King David, direct lineage. Mm. So he represents the kingly role, but mm. he never becomes king because they are only allowed to return as a vassal, as a uh, province. Oh, so oh, although he's a, what do they call it? The uh, uh, governor. Yeah, exactly. Although he's a governor, because he's in the lineage of King David, he returns to restore and to rebuild the temple as in the role of the king. And Josh Joshua, the high priest representing Yahushua, now shows the partnership um, between the body of Messiah and the head that is Messiah in restoring the temple. Beautiful picture of <coughs> So the one that was born as a seed of Babylon, redeemed, used to 
uh, go with the high priest. Mm. So it's the whole king-priest dynamic, the mm. whole fulfilled covenant promise, all in this, in this picture. It's beautiful. And it's, um, it, we'll see how, uh, in this vision, it carries on about how beautiful it is that uh, Zerubbabel is rebuilding the temple. Mm. So um, he says, uh, Before Zerubbabel you shall become plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. <coughs> Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation for this temple. His hand shall also finish it. Now we know historically... Another sorry, word for temple is house. House. So we know historically that he did lay the foundations, but he didn't finish it. But you see, this is a prophecy. So Zerubbabel will finish it in the end of times. <laughs> then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. For who has despised the day of small things? For these seven rejoice to see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. They are the eyes of the Lord, which scan to and fro throughout the whole earth. Again, uh, pointing us all the way back to the end uh, of the story in Revelation, many of pointing these... Pointing us back yes. to the end. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Then I answered and said to him, What are these two olive trees at the right of the lampstand and at its left? And I further answered and said to him, What are these two olive branches that drip into the receptacles of the two gold pipes from which the golden oil drains? Then he answered me and said, Do you not know what these are? And I said, No, my Lord. So he said, These are the two anointed ones who stand beside the Lord of the whole earth. Then I turned and raised my eyes and saw there a flying scroll. And he said to me, What do you see? So I answered, I see a flying scroll. Its length is 20 cubits and its width 10 cubits. Then he said to me, This is the curse that goes out over the face of the whole earth. Every thief shall be expelled according to the sight of the scroll. And every perjurer shall be expelled according to that sight of it. I will send out the curse, says the Lord of hosts. It shall enter the house of the thief and the house of the one who swears falsely by my name. It shall remain in the midst of his house and consume it with its timber and stones. So this has bearing on the judgment. Because it says they will be expelled. Then the angel who talked with me came out and said to me, Lift your eyes now and see what this is that goes forth. So I asked, What is it? And he said, It is a basket that is going forth. He also said, This is their resemblance throughout the earth. Here is a lead disc lifted, uh, uh, here is a lead disc lifted up, and this is a woman sitting inside the basket. Then he said, this is wickedness, and he thrust her down into the basket and threw the lead cover over its mouth. Then I raised my eyes and looked, and there were two women coming with the wind in their wings, for they had wings like the wings of a stork, and they lifted up the basket between earth and heaven. So I said to the angel who talked with me, Where are they carrying the basket? And he said to me, To build a house for it in the land of Shinar. When it is ready, the basket will be set there on its base. It also says footnote, that is Babylon. 
And remember now, we're back at the whole story of Babylon in the book of Revelation. So this correlates. <laughs> when I turned and raised my eyes and looked, and behold, four chariots were coming from between two mountains. And the mountains were mountains of bronze, with the first chariot were red horses, with the second chariot black horses, with the third chariot white horses, and with the fourth chariot dappled horses, strong steeds. Then I answered and said to the angel that talked with me, What are these, my Lord? <clears throat> and the angel answered and said to me, These are four spirits of heaven who go out from their station before the Lord of all the earth. The one with the black horses is going to the north country. The white are going after them and the dappled are going towards the south country. Then the strong steeds went out, eager to go, that they might walk to and fro throughout the earth. And he said, Go, walk to and fro throughout the earth. So they walked to and fro throughout the earth. And he called to me and spoke to me, saying, See, those who go toward the north country have given rest to my spirit in the north country. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Receive the gifts from the captives, from Haldai, Tobijai, and Hedaiah, who have come from Babylon, and go the same day and enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah, take the silver and gold, make an elaborate crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, and speak to him, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. From his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord. He shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule on his throne. So he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them both. Now the elaborate crown shall be for a memorial in the temple of the Lord of Helim. Tobijah, Jediah, and Hen, the son of Zephaniah, even those from afar, shall come and build the temple of the Lord. Then you shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. And this shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. That is the end of the prophecy for this season. Okay. That's it. <coughs> so we have read the prophecy again for this season. Remember that everything pertains to the entire story in the Bible and it culminates in the building of the house of the Lord, which is the body, which is the temple in our age until he comes back. And so this is <coughs> the purpose for us being here, being called, and being the church. Can you read Ephesians chapter 4 for us? Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Messiah.